1: Up on today's experience. Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life. Usually the timing is 50 50 depending on what we're doing, but they're fun and that's fun. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Before this show is over, we all hope and pray. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use if we choose to. Huh. And then we would actually be doers of the word and not hearers of the word and build our house upon a rock instead of sand. Huh. Interesting. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. to that david spoon experience local national and heavenly talk my name is david spoon i will be your host for the next 5400 seconds get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio here is the key to the show we don't know what we're doing we have no idea what's going to happen and we don't care but for the next few minutes i want to talk faith with you so here we go we're asking questions about living life as a christian that process that thingy If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, don't let it die of loneliness. If you have a praise report or a prayer request, you have that opportunity to share it with your brothers and sisters in the Lord. They might not be your same denomination, but they are still connected to you because you have the same dad, your heavenly father. You are blood relatives, the blood of Jesus Christ, and you drink from one fountain, the Holy Spirit of God. So that makes you connected in much higher ways than denominational polls. We would encourage you to be a person that listens when people have prayer requests because they need your faith and your prayers or when they share a praise report because that could be a blessing for you or for somebody you know. Now, we'll do Bible trivia in a little while, but in the meantime, I just want you to kind of be aware that as the Lord's day, his return gets closer and closer, and it does, that we stand firm in our faith, immovable by the things that we see and hear, because our faith in the Lord is what gets us through the goofy in the world, okay? All right. Bottom line is you want to reach out to us, you call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that phone call, Captain Chris will answer the phone, and it is like, the, the moment you know, I'm on the boat, and I'm sailing in the exact right direction. That's how it feels. I mean, he should be flooded with calls just because of that. Uh, you can also text us, by the way, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. And then you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. That's an actual email. We don't sell your emails. We don't do anything with your emails. We wouldn't know what to do with them anyway. But it does, the middle of the show, come to my dollar nineteen Chromebook sitting right here on my desk. We also encourage you with that to go to our website. Check that out. Gives you a chance to hear some audio, some video. Uh, you get to see the video. You get to hear the audio. Just want to make sure we make that straight and clear. And then there's a few other things. Plus, there's a place to give. If you decide that's cool, you want to do that. We encourage you to check out hemustincrease.org. Website he must increase org he must increase dot email david at he must increase org Facebook He must increase Ministry YouTube He must increase Ministry Now I know it's hard to believe that on a show that's ninety minutes long that I'm in a hurry but you would be wrong, so I'm just telling you that ahead of time. A couple of things I do need prayer for. I'm going to the doctor tomorrow for those that listen on a regular basis. For those that don't know, I'll give you the real big hint. I was in this great warfare with this huge demon, and I, oh, that's not what happened. I was in my bathroom and yelled at my dog and then ran back into the bathroom after being in the shower and the 6-inch by 12-inch spot in our bathroom that doesn't have carpet that had water on it. That's where I slipped. <laughs> it's like the one spot. It's like one out of a thousand, right? And I slipped and then uh, my my knee and my face decided, let's touch the door jam together. That happened. Uh, so then I had surgery. It's two weeks ago today that I had the surgery. And I uh, will go to the doctor tomorrow, so let's just if you can just lift me up in prayer. I'm really hoping, and I mentioned to Captain Chris, I know the one thing he'll say, boy, I do a nice job of surgery, so <laughs> I know that's coming, but that it's uh, all is good, and that perhaps we don't need another MRI, and I just keep going in the direction we're going. So I would appreciate your prayers. In the meantime, we're getting into the Word of God, and we have our read and ramble that we're going to do, and this is just... This could be one that just sends you to just going could be powerful. That's all I can say. Let's go ahead and play our read and ramble. Well, I'm rambling, 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 rambling <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm just leaving you hanging. You just want to say "blind," don't you? Don't lie. I know you do. All right. I want to go right into the text. It's in First Thessalonians chapter for you, why this is amazing is for those of you that are listening, I did not have any idea. When I wrote this, I wrote this about a week ago because I knew I was going, you know, the surgery was coming. So I thought I'd write a few things ahead of time, make sure that I was prepared uh, afterwards. And uh, so I've been, you know, I kind of try to keep up a little bit. And as I was driving down today in prayer, which I do on uh, an uh, everyday basis, um, this, this remembrance of this experience that I had came about. So I'm going to share it, and I'm going to be kind of careful on how I share it. But I want you to know what it's based off of. And ironically... This is the text, right? All coincidence, right? I never met coincidence, but I did meet Jesus. Here it is, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, concerning those who are asleep, so that you will not grieve like the rest who have no hope. So Paul is writing And he's writing to the church at Thessalonica, and he's like, I don't want you guys to be in the dark. I'm not interested in you operating that way. God God doesn't have this desire for his kids to be like going, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. That doesn't mean that God gives you every single detail of every part of the plan. And the truth of the matter is, as soon as you start getting details, you start doing things, saying things, thinking things that are a little weird. Okay, and uh, for those that think, well, that doesn't happen, when Abraham knew that the promise of God was there and it didn't happen in a timely fashion, him and Sarah got together and said, let's try and help God since he needs our help, and that's how Ishmael came about. Not too brilliant, was it? Nope, not really. But what I want you to be aware of is that you are not supposed to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, concerning the people that have already are asleep. Now, by asleep, you do, what do you think he's talking about? You think people are just like Rip Van Winkle? People are sleeping a really long time, like a thousand years? No. Those are believers who have passed on in from this life into the next. What are they in the mind of God sleeping? It's kind of a cool thought because God doesn't use terminated. He uses asleep. It's like, yeah, yeah, I get that. That's cool. But he wants us to be aware that, look, there is coming a day that a trumpet will blow. That goes further on in the text that we'll get to. And when that takes place, those that are dead in the Lord will rise. Those that are alive will be risen up with the Lord. People will argue till the end of time, whether that's pre-, mid- or post-rapture, or whether that's pre-millennium, all-millennialism, or post Oh, that's fantastic. Have fun at that. and don't, don't make that an issue of fellowship. Make that an issue of discussion. That's cool. Right. In the meantime, be assured one thing for certain, the Lord is coming back, and when he comes back, you're going to be connected to him in a way that you have never been connected to him before. And that will be a beginning of a new phase of, the, of your eternal life. Since you already have eternal life, you're just going to go into a new phase of it. So I'll share my dream that I had. Don't take this as authoritative. Don't take this as, Dave said, this is how it's going to happen. Because if you do that, I'll be really mad at you. I'm just sharing with you something that happened to me. It happened to me in the last couple of years. I had this really weird, weird dream. And I have some that are from the Lord. I would probably say uh, maybe three or four in my lifetime that were prophetic and specific and exact. Okay, That's that's not too many in a 43-year, 44-year walk. But this particular dream, I was driving down the road. I was in Texas, so I thought that was good, right? The, the You know, the looked like the hills were kind of greenish. That doesn't mean that it wasn't summer, winter, this, that. Just like a regular road kind of thing. And all of a sudden, boom, my body went straight up. And as I was going up, a part of me came out of me. It was I don't know how else to explain this, but there was something inside of me that came out of me, and it was almost like a dust jacket on a book that falls off. It's like the dust jacket fell off and fell to the ground, and I kept going up, getting closer to the light. And I remember waking up and thinking... Gosh, I wonder if that's like you know when it does happen and the Lord does call us. I wonder if that's something that that's going to take place. And what was cool, just so you can know, is as I was doing that, there were other people like in all vicinities, like left, right, north, uh, left, right. I should say north, south, east, west. That'd be better. And they were. It was happening to them the exact same way. And it was just going up. And one of the things that that dream did, it didn't give me any definition to eschatology, although somebody might argue it should or it could. No, I don't think so. But here's what I do think it was comforting. It made me just think, you know, there is coming this day. There is this time. The time limit is in the clock or in the wristwatch or the the hour clock or the big clock. (laughs) The big clock I used to have when we were kids. Uh, It's in the clock of God, so to speak. I don't think it's a digital one, but I don't know. And uh, bottom line is there's coming a moment where it's over. And we go up, and that's it. And that was the primary element that was going through my heart and mind at that moment is – now I get to be with him and that's it. Yeah, listen, it's going to happen. It just probably will happen differently or sooner than we all think. Uh let's take a break and then we'll come back. It's fascinating stuff. You're listening to the David Spoon experience right here on KAAM770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
0: What is the David Spoon Experience?
1: Today is Have a Bad Day Day. I don't I don't know. Have a bad day day. Somebody had to take the time to name a day a bad day. I, I don't know. But I think
0: did. it's also National Men's Day, so that kind of works. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, Play
1: Monopoly Day is also a holiday that some people like. And then uh, World Toilet Day. Okay. I'm not even going to. Nah, not touch. No, nah, not even close. Not even going to touch that. For those that want to know, this is the stuff I like. <laughs> this is what you get when you listen to the show on this day in 1959. The Edsel was discontinued. That might be interesting, but this is what's fascinating: Rocky and Bullwinkle. Rocky and his friends premiered on this day in 1959.
0: See that?
1: That's important.
0: I hated that cartoon. Did you
1: really hate Horrible. that cartoon? Okay. Horrible. I liked it. Uh, I always thought, you know, the Russians did it. Do you remember when they were going Natasha through? All- <laughs> yeah, Dasha, Boris. They were going through this whole thing with Donald Trump and that whole thing, and people kept dropping in these uh, memes with that. The- <laughs> it was so funny. I mean, it was some pretty funny stuff. Uh, and I will tell you one last thing. And we'll get into the teaching. We'll do trivia in the next segment. Uh, I will let you know that my wife and I got into a discussion l- last night. As we were watching television, as we were watching a show, while we're working on stuff together, and I don't have the answer, so I'm going to ask Wonder Julie. And if you call in for a trivia, you might be able to give us the answer. But we're watching a show, and in the show, there's all these people that are skydiving. And uh, uh, then the last guy goes, and uh, and I tried to say, well, it looks like he skydived. And then I was like, well, that doesn't sound right, skydived, because that's past tense. And then skydove. And then that didn't sound right. And then skydiven, that doesn't sound right. Uh, Skydivid, that doesn't sound right. Skydiv, jump out. I mean, what is the past tense of skydived? It just seems weird. It seems like it's a weird, do you have any idea what it is?
0: I don't know. I never would jump out of a perfectly good airplane.
1: (laughs) It was one of those things we looked at each other and laughed because we're like, I don't even know the answer to this. My (laughs) English is so bad. I can't even figure out how to give me the past tense. I mean, sky dove, (laughs) but it just seems like a weird word. Eh, Maybe it's me. Uh, That's what happens when uh, they, uh, you know, experiment with you when drugs when you're like one year old. Try this on him. Try this on him. That was me. All right. Let's go into Romans chapter 5, verse 3. Poor, poor wonder, Julie's going, what happened to you? Nothing. It's the same idiotic me
0: I leave you alone for one day and the wheels come (laughs) off. Yeah, the wheels the wheels on the bus go round and
1: round. Welcome back to the David Spoon experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770 the Truth Station here in Texas. Don't forget it's also K double 770 the truth Station like that. I do I do I do. Here's your first trivia question. This is actually an outside of the Bible Bible question like that? That, You're just like going, all right, Dave, what do you got? All right. Now, because of that, I'm going to make this a little easier. True or false, the Bible is the most popular book ever written by copies sold. In other words, defined by copies sold, the Bible, in whatever format, whatever, is the most popular book ever written. True or false? Kirk, jumping on it. Be jumping on it. People jumping on it. You guys know. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, so I want to make sure before people get weird on me on the dream thing. <laughs> just, I just, I wasn't sharing that dream to make people think, ooh, it's like, no. I think that for me that there's every once in a while uh, the, the, the encouragement from the Lord just to remind you what you're going for and what you're doing and just to really kind of help you see, look, there is coming this moment when this happens. And, and I don't think that that dream had any theological definition. I want to make sure you understand something that's really important to me. The Word of God is our standard. Okay, God took the time, 1,500 years, 40 authors, to write the Word of God and make that and preserve that. And it's amazing that, that all these authors, 40 different authors, have this same theme all the way through. It's just the unity in the Bible is probably one of the most miraculous things ever. But I want you to understand, that's your authority. Now, for me, I've had two times, I think, in my entire Christian walk where God has spoken to me but I would tell you that's as authoritative as anything uh, will ever get because the one time he spoke to me, it completely changed my life the next moment. And so that's, that's that's pretty good stuff, right? And then I've had a couple of dreams, very instructive, very important. But nothing stands like the word of God sees. And I think God has spoken to me 20,000 times, if not more, through his word. So it's you know, you know what, what I'm talking about there. But it's still cool to be aware, look, there is coming a moment where this is over. Okay. I know, it's frustrating, and, and, and unfortunately for many Christians, they want to run, and I understand that. I understand the feel or the need for running, and King David even said, oh, that I wings like a dove and I'd fly away and be at rest. I mean, he's, it's no different from for any other person, but everything has to happen according to God's plan, and I only am grateful and thankful, and I would imagine you are too, that I'm just in that plan and on the right side. That's the big thing for me. All right. In the meantime, let's do our DNA. Uh, our DNA. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily, which means spend time daily with God because the one day you don't spend time, that is not the day you want the trumpet to blow, is it? Okay. Yeah. So you want to make sure you're connected and never be ashamed. Of Jesus or his words. Never, 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 never. And A, always be ready. To serve. To serve because your service, your willingness, you being a vessel for the Lord, and the Lord can and does use imperfect vessels all the time. That shows that you're conscious of other people, not just yourself in your own little world but that you're also sensitive to the Lord and anything he wants to do in your life. So that's the DNA that we promote and encourage people to get involved with. There's a thousand other Christian DNAs. Love them all. Use them all. That's great. That's the one we use. Uh, Okay, going back to the trivia question real quickly. I will uh, ask it again. True or false, the Bible is the most popular book ever written, defined by copies sold. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972 445 0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david, at he org. Okay, got that. All right, now I want to go back to the text because the big part of the text that I really want you to get is the rest of it. Somebody's calling in, and we'll, we'll get to that. So I think what we'll probably do is answer that because this text, this thing that, it's, that we're going to get to, is superbly cool. And should be something that we are all like, yeah. I mean, it's like kind of a, an anchor for all of us because it is a powerful statement. So we'll have the person answer the trivia, and then we'll come back to it. But don't go anywhere because I want to make sure you get what the word has to say. We ready? Okay. You this is David. Who am I talking to? You are talking to Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Nice to hear your voice. I hope you're doing good. Thank you. How's Susie? Thank you. I hope you are too. Thank you. How's, your, how's Susie doing? Um, she's really doing better. She told me that she was getting some strength back. So and God's awesome. Yeah, amen. Everybody needs to keep praying for Susie, which is Deborah's friend, that she gets strength, physical strength, and internal strength, and every kind of strength. And uh, that's what we need. We need her to get strengthened. So that's a great thing to hear. I'm very happy about that. Thank you so much. You are more than welcome. All right, now this is kind of outside the Bible. It's not actually a Bible question, except it has the word Bible in it true or false the bible is the most popular book ever written by copies sold that's got to be true absolutely true it is two or three to one over the next book. The next book, for those that are wondering, see, the good question would have been, "What's the second most popular book?" And that is Mao Zedong's book. And the reason that that is number two is because if you didn't buy it, you got executed. So that was a oh, little wow. that was a little different <laughs> back then. But the idea is that there is actually as many as seven and a half to eight billion paper, electronic, or some formatted. Uh, elements of Scripture that have been passed on, uh, had some kind of publication, some kind of promotion in some capacity. Seems to me that's just about right, one for every person. <laughs> that's how it I'm seems awesome. to me. That awesome? Hey, David, I had a real quick question. Sure, sure. You know, you were teaching earlier about uh,
0: Thessalonians, yep. and um, isn't it true that there's a Scripture that says when the silver cord parts and the clay pot breaks— then um, we go back to God, and then another one says to be absent from the body
1: is to be present with the Lord. But then in that thing it says that the dead will rise first at the sound of the trumpet. How is that if we've already risen when we pass away? Yeah, so that and that's where you get into some of the cooler, but not necessarily. As well-defined material, it's a, it, the question is: If you depart and be with the Lord, then how is the person sleeping? And some theologians have made the discussion or the argument that it's it's uh, that the person's consciousness is with the Lord, but they're separated from their body. And then uh, at the resurrection time, everything reunites. I don't know if that's true. It's a it's a plausible explanation, but I think that's the kind of thing that's beyond us to understand, that there's a part of us that is immediately with the Lord, but it's not the fullness of what we're supposed to be, and then the resurrected part uh, could be a whole different element, and then there's a—wait, let me—I I don't want to bog you down with this, but there's a whole other argument that it's different for the people between Adam and Jesus— and then from Jesus on, so it's like there's like – they'd say, well, the advent for these people would be this, and it would be uh, – and, uh, and their return would be this way, and this this would be this way. And that's, to me, the mysteries. That's where you get into it and you oh. go, yeah, I don't know if that's right. That sounds great. I'm going to go with the one I like the most because none of these seem to be very important to my salvation, but they're that's encouraging, right. and, and I need the one that encourages me the most. <laughs> that's how do There I you go. That. Okay, well, thank you. I appreciate that. You got it. No problem. All right. God bless. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. I love when Deborah asks questions because that's a great question. And she's not the only person that's that's thought of that question. Like, well, how does that work? I don't know. (laughs) That's what I. And sometimes I think I tell the Lord that you know I say what how are you going to do this and I almost get the impression God's going I'm not telling you (laughs) you wouldn't get it like thanks a lot you know. All right, I want to go back to this test. Really important. All right, listen. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, concerning those who are asleep, so that you will grieve like the rest who have no hope. That's it, That's it right there. Ding, ding, ding. Ooh, 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 ooh. Why? Because people that have nothing to look forward to in an eternal perspective have no hope. Now, I how is that hope going to manifest? Nah, I don't know. Here's what I know. There's coming this moment where I will never be separated from the Lord. I need that probably, <laughs> probably, I need that probably more than most people. But that gives me hope. And then when I wake up and I think, you know, you know, it could be today, it could be tomorrow, going to get going because I know at that point it's coming. That gives me this this inner strength or drive. And I'm not trying to uh, bloviate or anything like that I'm trying to really make it clear inside each one of us is this eternal hope that gives us this ability to keep to, to put up with yet another trial and another ridiculous thing that you have to go through or another ridiculous warfare my brother texted me today I said how you doing I want to make sure you're still alive he goes I have to still be alive I keep going through these warfares <laughs> it's like I just thought that was a, a kind of a great answer but we have this hope. And this hope is of an eternal nature. And in fact, our hope is the greatest hope ever because our hope's not about, you know, you know, our hope is not we're a TV and somebody unplugs us when we're 95 and that's it. That's well, not our hope. Our hope is that we have yet to even enter closely to the realm which God has prepared for us, which we will enjoy God forever and be by Him in fellowship with ever and do things that our brain couldn't even take on. I have uh, taught this before. I, I probably uh, think it's it's valid, but you got to be careful when you teach it. I don't think we could possibly comprehend what's up and coming. I think our brains would explode. Because we use what? You know, you use 5% of your brain, use 8% of your brain. Personally, I think everybody uses 1%, but that's a whole separate uh, discussion. But I think if the fullness of us came into being, we're just not prepared for it. That's why we need glorified bodies. Ha! That's my argument in that. That we need glorified bodies because this one would go. And explode (laughs) because what's coming is so fantastic. And that's our hope. That's our strength. We look to that and go, yeah, there's coming something that's so cool that even when the bill comes in, it's $100 more than you wanted it to be. It doesn't stop you. You still get up and get going and say, Lord, you just got to get me through it. Get me through until that trumpet sounds. Get me through until I hear the noise. Get me through until we're all celebrating in front of your presence together from every tribe, nation, and people about how much you loved us and how much we love you and how we can just spend eternity together in such a great blessing. All right, we'll take our break, and then we're coming back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on k 770 the truth station here in Texas. Top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
0: Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. A
1: couple things I think we'll open up with, I've decided to open up with a story that I wasn't going to open up with because it's such an outrageous story, but it's not an outrageously super bad story, it's an outrageously super dumb story, there's a big difference. Bad is when I tell you, which I'll be telling you probably in the next segment, how the federal government is creating a database to track down uh, hate speech as they define it. We'll That's talk, bad. We'll talk about that a little bit. This is dumb, but it's funny, dumb. Dumb, ha funny, but not entirely. Get this. Now, I'm holding a picture in my hand. You can't see it. But there are four monkeys in this picture that I'm holding. And the headline reads this. Millions in taxpayer money used to study drunken monkeys. No, no, really, drunken monkeys. And you're thinking, no, you're making that up. Nope, federal government reportedly has spent $3.2 million dollars so far, in order to get monkeys drunk, in order to study the effect of alcohol on the monkeys, <laughs> I don't know. see. I don't know where you're even going to go. Where are you going to go with this? There's, I'm going nowhere. There's no. I got nothing to there's say. There is no comment that anybody can make. The David Spoon Experience.